I'm Amy Pruitt. I'm Lisa Dumas. I teach Ayurveda and yoga. I teach yoga. I'm a yoga therapist in training, and I offer transformational coaching. But that's just part of the story. We're moms, daughters, wives, and friends. We're always learning, and we've both experienced healing by what we teach. And the intention of this podcast is to offer you our favorite tools from the traditions and sciences that support us as we navigate the realities and stressors of modern life. Each week, we'll share stories, answer your questions, and talk to others who inspire us. Welcome to the Radiant Warrior Podcast. Yoga and Ayurveda to reclaim a courageous heart. Amy, where am I finding you today? And what I mean by that is, you know, how are you in this moment, body, mind, and heart? I am currently sitting in the beautiful Radiant Yoga Studio. That's where my body is. Uh, my body loves to be here. So we are recording late at night or later at night, I should say. And I haven't left the studio yet because it's just such a pleasure to hang out here. And my heart is good. It's feeling very grateful. We just had this heat wave come through Ohio and last week felt very hard. And today the sun is shining, but there's a beautiful breeze and the temperature is just the perfect like 78, which doesn't happen in July in Ohio very often. So that's where my heart is because I'm surrounded by beautiful flowers right now and the beautiful weather and everything feels really good right now. My mind is a little busy for sure, doing all the things, still having a full-time job at the hospital as well as being an entrepreneur running a yoga studio. And my mind is being drawn to how do I do everything well? Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to take on so much that I'm not doing things well. So my mind is I'm thinking a lot. I'm always thinking right now. I find that. And so I've been very good about attending med- meditation classes here at the studio as a student to allow myself that time for space and reflection and introspection. And that has been really helpful to practice what I preach. Um, so having a meditation practice, not only at home, but also attending classes has been very helpful. Definitely a wonderful um, perk of being a yoga studio owner. Totally. How about you? How is your body, heart, and mind? Physically, you find me and my body here in San Diego, California. As I've mentioned, we have a place here again. We lived here in San Diego from the time that my daughter was two until she was nine. And recently we had an episode where we were talking about do-overs. And this does feel a little bit like a do-over, having a place here again, because when we left, we left in the big crash of 2008, 2009, or whenever that was. And it was a little bit traumatic financially. And thankfully, we had lots of opportunity waiting for us in Vancouver. But we missed so much of this place. This is where we raised our daughter. We have amazing friends here that are more like family. And we've been coming back to visit. 
throughout the last six years. And finally, it was just time to have a permanent place to come more often. And I have also mentioned that this is a place where I intend to host unique and customized private individual retreats, and that's happening. So I have some clients who have booked over the next few months. So we've been spending our time here really preparing the space for that purpose because um, we spend most of the time in Vancouver. This is what we'll use now and again. And until we spend more time down here, that's how I intend to use this space. So it's not quite being on a holiday because I'm still in school. And as you mentioned, being an entrepreneur, it's not that nine to five so that you almost give yourself permission on the two days that you have off to really just relax. It's it's a little bit different than that when you're running your own business. So while my body is here in San Diego and my heart, like yours, is incredibly grateful for the opportunity to be here again, to be among these incredible friendships again, and to be in this gorgeous weather, in this gorgeous place, and be able to walk to the ocean and and swim in the pool here. I mean, I'm just beyond grateful for all of that. My mind too, I, I notice because I'm without the distractions of my day-to-day home, but I notice that my mind is constantly filled with shoulds. Well, even though you're here, you know, you should be doing that lesson. You should be doing this. And it is time to take some time to kick back a little bit and enjoy this place. We've worked really hard over the last few years, but I notice when I create space for myself to do that, that there's a lot of shoulds in the background. So I'm noticing that about my mind, but um, mostly mostly in a real place of gratitude. And in the next couple of days, the go, go, go will abate a little bit. And um, over the weekend, we'll have some time to relax. A few episodes back, as I mentioned, we talked about the opportunity to have a do-over. And when we first moved here, my daughter would have been two. And we were so excited to have the opportunity that we had to move to San Diego. It just seemed like a dream. When we first got here and we were touring around, just you know, the beauty, we just the palm trees and the way the beaches are here, perfect weather all the time. It it was just really a dream that we that came true that we never knew that we had. And we loved everything about it. But the aspect of living here that I didn't intend and that I didn't plan on, but that ended up happening was how it did play with my mind when it came to comparing myself with others. Every new place that you visit or you move, you know, there's there's like a different vibe. There's there's something different in the air, and and it's hard to really tell until you live there for a little while. But culturally, every place is just slightly different, and the longer you spend there, the more you kind of pick up on that. And also, especially if we're sensitive to what I'm about to go into, and I think what we're going to talk about today. But I remember first meeting new communities of people, you know, wanting to connect and and wanting to forge new friendships. And sometimes the conversations were just very foreign to me. Um, For instance, the conversations would be around like the square footage of your home um, and sort of what zip code you lived in. So I, I sort of felt like 
just some of these first communities that we were um, connecting with, I was noticing that a lot of the conversations were around like what we had and how far we come along, like um, which which me made me sort of go into wondering if I had come along enough or was the square footage of my home enough? You know, I had never questioned those things before. And I think it was a really vulnerable time as a woman too. And you can probably relate. I had a two-year-old and you're wondering if you're doing it all right. And you're looking to other moms and what they're doing and what their kids are doing. And you're reading about what other kids are doing. And you're just constantly kind of comparing yourself. And I found that to be a real challenging part of living here in California for the first couple of years. It, it kind of threw me and I didn't anticipate that. So you and I thought that we might talk a little bit about comparison in this episode, um, how to detect it when it's happening with you and what it might mean and how to handle it. So I'll I'll probably be able to expand a little bit more as we get into this conversation, but how do you, Amy, relate with comparison? I find myself in comparison, especially in new situations, you know, that I don't feel quite so confident in or meeting new people or being in a new environment. And I find that that's one of the first things that can occur when I encounter meeting someone for the first time or being in an environment that is outside my comfort zone and a clue for me that I'm, I have gone down the comparison rabbit hole is I start to feel yucky. It never seems to be that I find myself comparing myself with someone and finding that I feel really good about it. (laughs) You know, you always find the negative about yourself or your situation or your circumstances. And I'm not really sure why the mind goes to the negative, but for me, that's what occurs. Whether it's comparing, like you said, square footage or status or finances or free time or vacations, whatever it is, you could compare a thousand different things. And so the mind is really tricky for me because I have to, when I feel that feeling, I start to recognize that I'm in that comparison mode. And that's my first clue is I'm like, why am I feeling so bad right now? Or feeling like I'm not living up to everyone or everyone else's standards around me. And that goes way back. I can remember that very clearly in high school. I went to a very small grade school and junior high. I went to a Montessori school and it was very small. Like my graduating class had eight people in it. And so there wasn't a lot to compare yourself. We were just, you know, half girls, half boys. And that didn't a lot for a lot of clicks because we were all we had. And I went from that size classroom to a class of maybe 280, I think was our graduating class. And lots of cliques and lots of different socioeconomic classes. And I remember right off the bat being ill-equipped to deal with that. I remember feeling so low on the totem pole, right? 
off the rip in high school and comparing shoes that they had versus the shoes I had or the purse that they had versus the purse I had or the car or like you said, the zip code, even as far back as that and the houses and the vacations and the boyfriends and the looks and the hair and the clothes and it would just go on and on and on. And I just felt like my entire high school existence was in comparison. I love that you started your story by talking about how yucky it feels. And that is a first clue because it was only after I sort of woke up because of yoga and and the practices that also started here in San Diego that I was able to put my finger on what was going on and why I was feeling so yucky and bad all the time. Because as I've mentioned here before, I wasn't really aware of what I was thinking about. It was too chaotic up there. But I did know that in certain conversations that I was just feeling yucky. I didn't know enough to ask myself why or really ask myself what I was thinking about, but I could tell that my behavior was being driven by that yucky feeling. All of a sudden, you know, I had never thought of having a certain kind of car or having my nails done a certain way or, I mean, I love, I'm a very visual person and I I love beauty, but that doesn't mean lots of expensive things for me. You know, that that can mean just a beautiful vase of flowers or a special candle, you know, I, that that touches me, that moves me. But I noticed myself getting caught up. So I love that you shared with me that that's kind of a time in your life when you can really look back and feel that comparison was big in your life. And I mean, it is for all of us. It's a side effect of being human. I know that comparison is is just another one of these aspects of being a human being that is in us from a long time ago because it did help us. It did help us to pass on our genes. It did help us to survive. You know, if we know this, it actually makes us feel a little bit better about comparison because think about it, you know, years and years ago, you see your neighbor and maybe they've come up with a more effective way of of hunting or an effective way of of gathering food. And you would compare your method to that and then maybe you would improve it. But you know, we're not wired to be so confronted in the media by dozens and hundreds of images of this boat and this car and and these clothing and 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 social media and these vacations and that person's body and and you know it's it's overkill for us and so we're not wired for that and that's why it's really important to be able to take note when we are feeling yucky, and then take time to ask ourselves why. And when I was in those first couple of years of living here in San Diego before I found yoga, I think I was more reacting to that yucky feeling and reacting to the thoughts that I wasn't questioning, which were, well, clearly, you know, you are, you don't have the body that these women have. And clearly that you're not as pretty and you're not as put together and 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 your house isn't as spectacular and and your trees aren't as big you know clearly i was having those thoughts because here we lived in this beautiful place and don't get me wrong there was a, 
a lot of of love and gratitude and joy that was happening. But for the sake of this conversation, what was going on behind the scenes in my mind was a lot of feeling like I wasn't measuring up to the other moms who did seem to have it more together. And how are they already so slim, you know, <laughs> and, and those shoes and, and it's, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. How do you always look, how do you already look so beautiful? And for some reason, putting myself down rather than just appreciating people for more than what was on the outside, you know, that was definitely a part of my early years in this town. Yeah. I, I wish I could come up with another word for that feeling in my body when I find myself in comparison, but yucky is really the the word that goes mm-hmm. sticky, yucky, just not pleasant whatsoever. And I can't even imagine experiencing that in a, in such a beautiful place as San Diego, but I can imagine that the economy there or the economics there is really something. Um, I feel a little blessed that I live in the Midwest and it's a pretty middle-class area. So we don't have that to compare ourselves so greatly as maybe you had in California. Yeah, maybe that was it. And, and we probably can all um, thrive a little bit more by creating more resilience around that. Because what comparison does is it makes everything that you are and everything that you already have not enough. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exactly what is the deeper issue there. When you're feeling that yuck in your body, and if you can become aware that the thoughts are around not measuring up to those around you, whether it be financially, whether it be um, status or or looks, or perceived beauty, all of that, if you decide that that is what you're thinking about, then the underlying belief there is that what you already are and what you have isn't as good as what they are and they have. And we can always question that. It's really hard to do on the spot, and sometimes it's hard for us to do for ourselves, but we could maybe imagine what would we say to a friend who was really down on themselves like we're being in our mind? Because that's that's what it is. We're talking to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to other people. And I also like to think of, you know, it's a really famous quote around comparison that I think it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, comparison is the thief of joy. You think about it. Think about how often have you been, you know, you've decided to look up one of your posts on Instagram and then you start the scroll and then a few minutes in you get that yucky feeling. And this is when I notice it. And then I'm really on to myself now because I I really watch myself when it comes to social media because a few episodes back we made some summer intentions. Actually, I want to ask you about that too. But um, we made some summer intentions and mine was more sunrises, more sunsets and less scrolling. So I really watch how my body is feeling when I'm scrolling. And if I start to feel just that little knot in my stomach, which is probably related to FOMO, right? Just seeing everybody and their beautiful vacations and maybe being outside when I'm not outside because we're all just posting our highlight reels. We have to remember that. When I notice that yucky feeling, I will turn it off and I will put the phone down. And then I think about that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. 
And if that's true, I feel like the antidote there is, it's simple, but I do feel like it's gratitude. I feel like that's a switch that needs to be flicked where we say, okay, what am I appreciating that I have here? Because gratitude turns what we have into enough, whereas comparison makes it not enough. Gratitude makes it, you know, more than enough, especially if we get going on it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's such a, such a shift in the way it feels in my mind and in my heart when I'm able to tap into that gratitude, because I have way more than enough of everything, way more than I probably deserve. And when I reflect on how I felt in comparison, it seems so silly that I would even let something like that make me feel bad because I do have way more than way more than enough. Yeah, I agree. And because San Diego was also where I found yoga, that quickly changed everything for me because it did teach me to listen to what was going on in my mind. It did teach me to be present more often. And when you decide to let it be a practice to be present, that's when you really notice what is going on in the mind. And last week's episode, we had our dear teacher, Ashley Turner, on, and she was talking about how much space in her mind comparison was taking. There was so much space being taken up by telling myself that I should have that and I I should look more like this and I should be doing more of this with my kid and my kid should be doing that by now. There was so much space taken up with that kind of thought that it wasn't leaving room for what I could have been thinking about. And so I use that as a big tool all the time because I I have tons, as we all do, tons of habitual thoughts that I've been thinking since I was a teenager about perhaps appearance or things that I should be doing or how I could be better. You know, some of that, we need some of that to, to continue to grow and to thrive. But some of that is just taking up so much space that could be used to be more useful. You know, that could be used to um, betterment in, in so in so many different ways. It's so interesting that I feel this way in comparison and you feel this way in comparison. And then the people that we're comparing ourselves to, I'm sure they feel this way in comparison, but we don't think that because we're comparing ourselves to them. And it's just like this huge mm-hmm. universal yuck you know, and does everyone compare themselves at some point to somebody else? A hundred percent. And that's such a, that's so good to remember, Amy. That's why I always think too, that we can never really judge somebody because we don't know what kind of battle is going on within their mind. And so much of our Western culture is set up to have us compare ourselves to what somebody else has. You know, that's what big corporations are doing and that's what they're doing to get us to spend our money. You know, even even teachers out there, you know, are 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 hoping that we're comparing ourselves to somebody that we think might know more than we do so that we're we can spend more money and take more courses, right? Um not not all, but some, you know, and our tendency to compare ourselves to others I think, drives so much of our dissatisfaction with ourselves the way we are. 
Absolutely. I, it's, it's probably the number one thing that makes me feel bad about myself. So now when you notice that now, what do you find that you're doing? First, I notice it and recognize that I am in comparison and how is that serving me? I cannot transport myself out of my own body or life into somebody else's body or life. So that's, that's not serving me to compare. And like you said, you don't know what's going on beyond somebody's appearances, what struggles they're having. And I have encountered that quite a bit, you know, especially working in the hospital and seeing behind the scenes of people's lives. You really don't know what is the true story of somebody's existence. And that's, that's a good reminder for me. And like you said, being grateful for what I have, that can very quickly shift my mindset into or out of comparison and into back into my own existence, back into all the things that I have, all the people who surround me that love me and care for me just the way I am and not wanting me to be anything or anybody else. So those are some of the ways that I can turn that around. Well, I remember looking back to turning it around when I lived here, actually, because I lived here for two to three years before I found yoga. And it was tendencies like comparison. And it was anxiety kind of rearing its ugly head again that told me I needed to do something. And I feel very fortunate that I was living in San Diego at that time because yoga was just so bountiful everywhere you went. It was everywhere. And fabulous, fabulous teachers live here in Southern California. So when I did finally find that yoga studio, it was a very special one and a very special teacher. But things changed so quickly that I questioned everything about how I had been living and how I'd been spending my time and where my mind had been um, for, up until that point. And I wanted so much less. I needed so much less all of a sudden because thoughts of comparison and not enough were filling my mind, which was adding to the anxiety that I felt. And like so many of us, I thought that the key to happiness was outside of myself. And I can see that my husband and I both got really caught up in the culture of more and, and having the things. But that just created more anxiety. You know, what I have learned and what many of us have learned is that more things, more problems, really. And once I woke up, which it's just the only term that feels authentic as to what occurred in my life, it, none of that had any importance to me anymore. And I experienced a lot of regret, actually, for some of the ways that I had lived before yoga and how I had spent my time and how I had spent my money. It, it was, yeah, it was looking for fulfillment in things. And it, that just, that wasn't, that was just a, a hole that you would never be able to fill. And 
once I was able to feel so incredibly content without one penny spent, just with going within, you know, it, it changed my entire worldview. That's, that's why I've changed everything in order to be of service to others in this way, because I just can't believe the change. So even while we were still here, before we moved, things did change. The, the people that I was attracting to me changed. I got more into a, a yoga community with people that were more interested in sort of attaining you know, practices and wisdom, more on that spiritual path, which I think of as the path of kind of unlearning fear. And comparison is just another emotion that's all fear-based, isn't it? It's, it's coming from that place of lack, like there'll never be enough. So we have to have, have it all and we have to have it all right now. And we have to have more than everybody else. And, or we even changed where we lived. You know, we wanted to be in a community that was a little bit more like-minded as well. And I, I feel like that crash that happened, you know, that was a real, <laughs> that was a real hard lesson for lots of us here in California is we moved here from Canada and we wanted to get into the market because it was such a hot market and every single real estate agent, every single mortgage broker, every single person that we met said, you have to get into the real estate market. And I remember my husband and I having this conversation of maybe we should rent and then just being absolutely told that it was the wrong thing to do and look down upon because we thought we should rent at first just to get to know the city and really decide where to live. We felt so pressured into getting into the market. And there, there were all these ways that the banks and mortgage brokers helped you into a house that maybe you couldn't afford. And people were just doing that. You know, they were, they were just taking out more than one mortgage because it was available because they could have that big house. And even though mortgage rates were, could change and then you wouldn't be able to afford your home anymore. You know, lots of people just weren't thinking that way because they wanted that zip code. They wanted that square footage and lots of people got caught up. And I feel like it was this like universal, really hard lesson of what it means when you're looking to fill that hole with things. And and getting that big house just means you need to fill that big house with things. Mm-hmm. And we certainly learned a lesson from that. And that's why this time coming back, at least just part-time for now, does feel like a do-over because we were just incredibly mindful. We waited until an appropriate time um, in the market. We waited and we, we had worked really hard for it to be an appropriate time for our family. And this isn't a large place. This is a place that's near the ocean in a more affordable community. This is a place that's just big enough for us. And we're not rushing out and filling it up. We are mindful around our budget. We're only choosing items for this home that really spark joy. And yeah, if it's on clearance, <laughs> even better. <laughs> so it feels completely different as opposed to feeling in this panic, like, you know, we've Perfect. got to get it landscaped and no, we don't want to choose 
small little plants. You know, we want the plants to be big right away. Oh, it's just, it's the opposite. We are having the opposite experience. And this time we're wide awake. And this time we are full of gratitude and being very present. And even the way I want to use it, you know, I have this intention for this place. California does have gorgeous weather. The ocean here is so inspiring. This is a special place to come for rest, for healing. And that is my my big intention for this place. And so every time I'm here and I look around and when I think about filling it up with anything, it's just coming from that place of wanting it to be not a place where you would look around and be impressed, you know, a place where I would hope that you would walk in and just feel peaceful and comforted and like you could finally exhale. You know, that's my intention. I love how you brought up the real estate crash of, of 2000 or 2008 or thereabouts because that really was such a lesson for the entire world. I think so many people, so many more people than not probably were caught up in that and where comparison got them into such trouble. And that was a lesson for me as well. At the time, just looking around me at who was suffering as the market crashed and the housing market crashed and people that I had compared myself to now were struggling. And that was an eye opening experience for me because it proved to me that things weren't as they seemed for a lot of people. And I can remember driving through neighborhoods around here and seeing the houses that were for sheriff sale because they had been foreclosed upon and they were beautiful homes and they would sit empty because their owners had moved out possibly in the middle of the night. And it was really shocking to look around and see the shift that occurred. And then the retraction of people spending because it was such a lesson that was learned at that time that comparison got us nowhere. It got us into trouble and, and being true to ourselves and being true to our families and taking care of them first and not trying to present this facade of more than we were was, was such a lesson. I feel like for so many of us at that time, so much of this culture that we live in is the presentation of facades. And I mean, I'll cop up to that, even just, you know, getting myself ready in the morning, looking in the mirror, wanting to look a certain way. It takes up a lot of energy. It really does. And, you know, I'm definitely interested in doing the work to show up as much as myself as I can. And that's the gift of age. And, and, also the gift of these practices. And I think another tip for dealing with comparison is I heard it said that the only person that we should compare ourselves to is earlier versions of who we were. 
And if we do that, that is a very heartening exercise. In fact, we are all going to be hit with comparison. I don't think that's something that's going to weigh, that's going to go away. I do believe it is a side effect of being human. But when we feel it, even if we do this right now in real time, Amy, if I think about, let's say I'm scrolling and I and I see some like a, a, a celebrity teacher who's done something that I wish I was doing or or a friend of mine that is vacationing somewhere that I haven't been or whose relationship looks like it's a lot more fun than mine is right now or something. You know, we, we all do that. I'm thinking in the yoga world, even comparing, like you said, celebrity teachers, even local teachers who are doing really cool workshops or retreats and you see them put their like retreats sold out. I find myself in comparison all the time in the yoga world or with other teachers and that especially makes me feel gross because we are in the yoga world and we there is enough and there's more than enough for all of us. But I still get that little twinge when I see somebody's retreat or offering or series sold out quickly and I, you know, mine hasn't or, you know, then I feel like, oh, they're better or they're more, they're you know, more vivacious or they have something that I crave and then I feel worse, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's do this real time because it is such a mood changer because it's always a choice. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're all going to have those moments, especially with the reality of social media. I, I, I think social media is just a recipe for comparing yourselves to others. But so think about yourself now and then think about July of 2018 and what was going on then. And give me a few ways that you can compare your life now to your life one year ago and what has happened and what you have given to yourself, how you've grown what you've attained and what you've achieved. Just just give me a few items on that list. Well, right off the bat is the yoga studio. That's been a dream that you've held for years. Totally. And July 2018, I was really sad because I had been practicing in a space that was just stunning and that space closed and I was without a home to offer classes and services and retreats. And it was a really rough summer last summer, you know, 2018. And to compare it to 2019, where now we have found this beautiful yoga studio and this beautiful community that's embraced us, like it's night and day. And so, yes, I, that is such a good reminder of instead of comparing myself to others, to compare myself to where I was not so long ago. And, and it does shift everything because this is a dream that I've had for so long and it's come to fruition in such a beautiful, magnificent way. And I'm so grateful for this and it's what I wanted and I got it. And I need to stay there in that feeling because that feeling is amazing. 
Yeah. When you look back at the intentions that you set in the past, my husband and I set really strong intentions when we moved away from San Diego and we built our home once again in Vancouver, Canada, and we worked very hard. He worked exceptionally hard starting a company and that hard work and all of those seeds sown um, sprouted a lot of our intentions. And last year at this time, we went on the first of series of travels that we had been planning our entire 20 years of marriage. We went to um, Scotland and England last summer. But then since then, I've learned so much. I've taken on so many new courses and um, I started becoming a yoga therapist and I'm well on my way now and, and practicing yoga therapy now. So when we look back at where we've been and when we look at where we've become, and then when we choose to add a little gratitude to all the lessons that we've learned along the way, there's not as much room for comparison. And I also want to mention that I think it's also important that we're looking to the emotions that we're feeling in our bodies as guidances uh, and little signposts. And so if we notice ourselves comparing, and it kind of feels like envy, because some of what we've mentioned feels a little bit like envy to me, it is good to remind ourselves that envy can be a reminder that we're holding ourselves back and that we're actually seeing a version of ourselves that is possible for us right there. And as our teacher, Ashley Turner, said in our last episode, sometimes you just got to do it anyway. You know, sometimes you just got to get over yourself and just do the thing that you're seeing others do and wishing it was you. Sometimes you just got to do it. And as opposed to feeling yucky, you can shift to letting that image inspire you because that is a choice. It can be I'll never be that, I'm not good enough, and then go down that rabbit hole because we have to remember the way our brains work. If we're going to input one negative thought, we're going to get 10 that that gather evidence to make that belief truer, or we can choose to be inspired. Okay, what about that picture can inspire me? And then we can even choose to celebrate those people on our feeds and Yes, know that that's their highlight reel. Know that there's likely a pretty filter on that. But to also, you know, celebrate another human for their happiness. Because I really do believe the more that we are hoping for the best from for each other, the more we just invite goodness to our lives. I like how you talked about the highlight reel because we do forget that. And we forget that there's a whole history and a whole story behind somebody's accomplishments, that they just didn't suddenly become super successful overnight, that they, I'm sure, had a ton of failures and a ton of regrets and kept doing it anyway, like you said. They just kept at it or they were afraid and did it anyway. And that's such a good reminder that success does not happen overnight. And if you ever heard somebody's experience of how they got to where they are, it's probably the road is probably riddled with huge potholes and crevices and turnarounds and detours that they didn't share with the world. And how human would we all be if we didn't have that highlight reel or that filter, but we actually 
we're real with each other. Well, the language that you just used is such a good descriptor of what our life has been over the past 10 years. Because, you know, I even find myself feeling funny about saying, oh, we have a we have a place in San Diego because, oh, what what a privilege is that? But you know what? We went through we went through hell when we when we left here the first time. That was incredibly hard and rebuilt and believed and fought so much fear. So it feels like I need to allow myself to celebrate the fact that we are here again. And, and it's just coming to me as we're mm. talking, that is a piece that can be different this time. You know, there was fear in the air at that time, you know, before that crash, you know, any of us that lived in the States at the time, we, we know that feeling and people were losing their jobs. And my husband was in radio and he was doing a morning show and people in that industry that were making a lot of money were getting fired all the time because it didn't matter. The bottom line mattered and it, it mattered when the executives saw the salaries, you know, even if their salary was huge, what needed to be cut and people became numbers. And so that was a scary time. And it's when we look back on where we have been and we compare ourselves to the only person that we should, earlier versions of ourselves, I think taking that extra step to simmer in the goodness and you know celebrate where we've come and what we have overcome, that's also, that's also helpful. So I'm gonna take some time in my last few days here to celebrate being here, to really enjoy being here and to get away from the shoulds. You know, I should be finishing up this project and I should be doing this module of my course and I should be getting back to my emails. Like I can't allow myself to just rest and enjoy it. I have to keep working for it, you know? I know. <laughs> there you are at like 10 o'clock at night in Ohio talking to me from your studio, you know, because you're there, you're still working for it, even though, you know, you've got it. Yeah. And both, you know, one, one part of me is still here because I was still working and doing all the shoulds. I should respond to this email and I should write this postcard and I should follow up on this offering and I should post this event. And because I feel like those things will slip away from me if I don't attend to them immediately. And the other part is I'm still here because part of me is celebrating this because I love it here. And if I could just live in here, I would, but I don't know that my students would care for my dog and my husband here all the time, but they might. And, <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's a lovely space and I need to spend some time just celebrating that and just being in the space, enjoying it as opposed to, continually making lists of things that I should be doing and getting them done. Maybe. Oh my goodness. As I have this, as I look down and I see my notepad that is just full of all my July to do's. Oh, <laughs> we're inspiring each other in this moment because we went through the practice of comparing ourselves to earlier versions of who we are. It made us feel great. It made us feel grateful 
And now we have a little bit of a shared intention I'm feeling for, you know, the next little while making space to be in the space of gratitude and to be in the space of celebrating where we've come and where we're going. You know, this past year and every year since my last anxiety attack has been the practice of reclaiming a courageous heart, which is why we use that language in our workshops that we teach together and within the liner notes of this podcast. It's the subtitle of this podcast, Yoga and Ayurveda to Reclaim a Courageous Heart. And as opposed to constantly thinking about the reclaiming of that and how I can get better at that, it would be helpful to sit in the knowledge of where I've been and how it's different now and how it's so much better now. It's so much better now. It really is. It's so much better now. And I wouldn't for a second go back because it is so much better now. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the language that we use when we describe the workshops that we teach together, we can announce that we have an upcoming workshop coming up in Columbus, Ohio on Wednesday, September 18th at the brand new Radiant Yoga and Wellness And I know that we have a lot of listeners in Ohio, so I just want to invite you all to come and practice with us at the Radiant Warrior Workshop. We'll be sharing all the goodness from yoga and Ayurveda in order to calm an anxious mind and reclaim that courageous heart. So people can get tickets on your website, on the studio website. On the studio website, they can find us at radiantyogaandwellness.com and registration is open now so they can buy tickets. Oh, we hope to see lots of you um, on that evening. I can't wait to see the studio. And then as I've been speaking about this entire episode, if you feel called to work individually with me to come and retreat and truly restore and experience a customized retreat just for you, for you to do some personal healing and for you to create an individual toolbox of techniques that you can take with you, then that's what this space is really for. So you can also reach out to me and talk to me about that. I've got some availability in 2020. Mm, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait either. I can't wait to show you, Amy. All right, my friend. So keep on celebrating that beautiful space in your beautiful life. Yes, and you keep celebrating your beautiful space in San Diego. I will, and I'll speak to you in a week. All right. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Warrior Podcast. If you found it valuable, please leave us a positive review to help others find it. And please check out the Radiant Warrior Podcast on Instagram and Facebook to leave us your questions and find out where you can come and practice with us next.